Alright. Alright. Everything is going. Okay. <clears throat> so we can go ahead and start the episode now, I guess. Hi. Alright. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this podcast called After the Flash about CW's The Flash. I'm joined. I'm Jay the Zoomster, and I'm joined here with. I'm Zack Snyder. What's up, everybody? Alright, so. This is the first episode of this podcast where we're basically just going to be breaking down what happens in episodes of The the Flash and talk about them, give our thoughts. And that's basically it. We might give it a score at the end if we want to, but that's the gist of it. It's just talking about the episodes after they air. Yeah, it should be hype. Uh, why are we doing this five and a half seasons late? Because um, we fucking want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually didn't start watching the show until season two, and... Uh, and Zach didn't start watching the show until... Season 5? Season, yeah, <laughs> season, so like, season 4. Season 4. But yeah. Yeah, he, he started around, like... He started... You started right around the time Season 5 started. Yeah. But you were, like... You, you've you been watching Season 5 since early on, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's been pretty exciting. We decided we want to do this. It's a little late because we didn't get around to the idea until now. Um, right. So today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 15, entitled... King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. Oh boy! An episode that I'm not <laughs> sure anyone was very excited for. Um, this was this was my most hyped episode of the season. Um. So, <laughs> the synopsis for it is: when Gorilla Grodd attacks Central City, Barry and his friends find themselves teaming up with King Shark. When they hit a snag, they bring in Doctor Tanya Lambton to help reach the man behind the shark. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> So again, we mentioned that this isn't really an episode that a lot of people were probably that excited for. Um, I think because yeah, go ahead. This was a this was an episode that I wasn't sold on at all. I was like, why mm-hmm. are we gonna why are we gonna stop everything in the season? Yeah, to have a fucking CGI fight. <laughs> but then as the episode went on, I still don't understand. I understand why they did it. Like it makes sense. Yeah, but it's also like. Viewers. The setup wasn't as well as I had liked it to be. However, I think that the execution of it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think that when I first heard about it, I was like, "That's cool." I like I like monster fights, so yeah. I was like, "That it'll be cool to see these two fight." And then the more I got thinking about it, I'm like, "How late in the season is this gonna be?" Because yeah. that depends on like how it does. In episode 15, I feel like is a little too late for it, but they do fit it into the metahuman cure plot very well, I think. I agree. I, I think... So that it doesn't ever feel like they just slammed on the brakes to do a monster fight. Exactly. By the way, uh, really quick side notes. Cisco mentioning kaiju fight was kind of funny. That was my... <laughs> love, I love Cisco. <laughs> I have issues with Cisco in this episode. We really? As we get further in, yeah. He, I have uh, some issues with a couple of characters, but we can get into okay. that. Um, so, first off, I want to say that I think that this episode needed a complete refocus on a lot of things. First off, it should have just been called King Shark Returns, mm-hmm. and they should not have marketed Grodd at all, because Grodd's introduction halfway through the episode is done so well. I, I think so. I, I think I agree with you. I also... I don't know. Having just Grodd come out of... But fuck nowhere made very little sense to me. Okay, that's fair. I liked it. I liked it. I think the... he was handled well. I mean, I think he I, was handled well. This is well. the first episode where I actually feel like Grodd's smart. 
That's fair. Because he had a plan. He manipulated all of Team Flash into making the helmet for him. He did, and yeah. And then he gave the helmet straight to him. So it just felt like that. But at the same time, I agree. Having Grodd come out of Buttfuck Nowhere would have been kind of weird. But yeah. I think it would have been a surprise. Which is more than we got out of this episode anyway. That's true. Another complaint is the in-media res opening. I didn't like that. What was the point of showing the fight as the episode starts? Even for people who don't keep up with promos or anything. Yeah. And they just tune in. You just spoil what the episode is. Yeah, that's that's true. No, I completely agree with that. It's like, yeah, so here's a big of... selling point on why you should watch this episode. But now all yeah. the fun of like, oh shit, that's Grodd? Like, that would have been dope to like... Yeah, yeah. and then you kind of get the issue where you're like... Well, what was the point of having Grodd be a surprise reveal if you're just going to do the in-media res opening that shows Grodd. Yeah, I agree with that. I still do like Grodd's reveal with, you know, Cisco and Caitlyn attacking Barry, and then Grodd is there, and he runs out. Like, that was cool. Um, But it is just not handled as well as it could have been. I agree. There's definitely, like, overall execution was well, but there were some, like, nitpicks that definitely could have been better. Mm -hmm. I feel like as soon as Grodd came in, though, the episode picked up. And I got really interested in it. Yeah. There yeah, was same, actually. The, yeah, it's the first 20 minutes of the episode I don't hate, or I'm not even, like, I don't dislike. I just, you know you know, typical Flash episodes where you just kind of yeah. there through it? You're That's what the okay. first half of this episode is. Well, I, I'll tell you, I didn't think I would like King Shark being in this, like, being back at all. Okay. The first like King, King Shark, Shark episode was, like, in the series... I didn't care in for him. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't really care for him. And then he comes back as like a minor appearance with um with Captain Cold. With Captain Cold. Three. And that's a great episode. Love that episode. Um but yeah. then like after that I was like, why are they gonna bring King Shark back? Like what is what is his purpose? And at first, like I said, I wasn't sold on him being in an episode at all, but they actually yeah. made me like the character. Oh, he's my favorite part completely yeah. same actually the yeah. the way they sold his character super well you have 42 minutes to sell a one-off rogue or you know who you think is going to be a one-off rogue and make a shark monster a relatable and interesting character and they yeah. did they did it really well it, it shocked me because i was like i did not expect to care this much about king shark by the end of the episode <laughs> and it yeah. made his his choice to never be human again actually work for me now, there's a whole bunch of issues with the science of that. Yeah. But the dramatic moment that it came with, with him deciding that saving Barry and the city was more important than him being human, it hit because you actually cared about the character by this point. Yeah, so here's here's my question to you. I'm, I'm curious about how you felt about this. Mm-hmm. So we know that, like, the Medicare, Medi-Human cure is, like, it's ready. They, they need to test it on somebody. So like, mm. all right, let's figure somebody out that's gonna that we can test it on. No, we can't test it on any of the criminals that could potentially escape in the future because that would be immoral. Let's go to yeah. like the shark man and see if we can test it on him. And then Barry ends up using the cure on him without his permission, mm-hmm. and Cisco and Caitlin just get pissed about it. How did you feel about this? I fucking hated that. It Hold was. On, let's just. <laughs> Let's just start. Cisco is getting fucking squeezed to death. Yeah. And Barry stabs the cure into King Shark to stop him. And then Cisco and Caitlyn just eat his ass out over this shit. 
Yeah. Like, um, okay, here's my issue. This is an issue with a lot of the CW shows. It's happened a lot of times in The Flash. It happens a lot in Arrow. Arguments between characters have this whole thing where I get where the characters are coming from, but the writers fail to make it believable. Yeah, yeah, I completely yeah, sure. understand where Cisco and Caitlin are coming from. They all agreed to wait for consent. Yeah. So I could understand if Cisco was upset about that, but he was being completely irrational. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. No, it's like, alright, maybe... We've been trying to save the city from metahumans that are evil for a few years now. Mm-hmm. We finally have the answer to stop all of that. And instead of just going and going to the prisons and taking care of it, they're just like, no, we gotta, we gotta ask for consent. I mean, I get that, and that was that's a whole moral thing with them. So I understand I, that they yeah, they need the consent. Yes, and I think in prison that makes even more sense. But I just. I just hate how irrational Cisco is. I also think for someone like Cicada, there's no fucking consent. Right. Like, what? Barry just load all of a sudden him. is like, let's go ask Cicada, let's go ask Cicada if he wants to take Like, it. load that shit up in a fucking gun <laughs> and shoot the motherfucker. I'm serious. Like, yeah, like, come on. You're talking about somebody that's... Wow. I'll plug my channel at the end of this video, but like, anyone who's watched my reviews, if you're here from that, I like Cicada. He's, he's a fun villain for me, but... Seriously, there's no consent. He's a serial killer. He yeah. needs to be put down. Put the shoot him with the cure. There's no consent. Like there's yeah. at this and point. Put him in jail. Like there's yeah, no exactly. other answer there's, to it. There's no reason to be like, well, we got to get to the man behind the thing. Like no. Just I I didn't get that point. I don't like how they neutered Barry at the end and made him apologize when he was objectively right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That was just very weird. Oh, so Cisco man. was just all kinds of out. I, I'm wondering if one of the reasons that he was so irrational is because Grodd was mind-controlling him. That's possible. And that could have caused him to be kind of acting like not like himself, but I think that's a stretch, honestly, so... Yeah, I mean, at that point... They got, yeah, they got pissed off at him at the scene that it happened, though. Like, yeah, you could true. see, like, Nora and Cisco and everybody were just like, uh, he shouldn't have done that. Even Barry... No, it, but Barry didn't feel remorseful by it because it was fucking the objectively right thing to do. <laughs> what are you going to do? Let your friend get killed by a, a shark who is literally... And th- th- there is no argument that the shark was conscious at that point. They even say that Lambden was not in control of his actions because of what Grodd did to him. Yeah, exactly. So Lambden could have literally bit Cisco's head off. Exactly. <laughs> it's so dumb to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, even the moral implications behind it just. I don't get the moral the implications way. behind this King Shark thing. Behind the the cure in general, I understand. Yeah. Um, but for prisoners, I'm kind of on the thing of like, I think it depends on what crimes they've done. If you have a metahuman that robbed a bank, right? Yeah. I don't think the cure should be forced on them. That's fair. If you have a metahuman who's committed several, mur- say Zoom was in prison, I think you should give the cure to Zoom. Yeah. But you shouldn't give the cure to somebody like Peekaboo. Have him out like a light. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's there's definitely a, a bunch of... It's just the issue with consent and, like, stuff like this in real life, too, where there's yeah. a bunch of, like, layers to go through, and it's, it's a lot to talk about. I agree. Um, but, I, again, I did say at the beginning of this that I enjoyed how they mesh this into the metahuman cure plotline and I think that was actually done very well I agree this is still a filler episode at the end of last episode they said the cure was ready <laughs> yeah. to go 
And in this one, they just introduced they need to test it. So you could skip this episode. They introduced the cure again. They're like, guys, the, the metahuman cure is ready to go. And everybody's yeah, at like, the end that's of 14. <laughs> at the yeah. end of 14, they were like, the metahuman cure is ready to go. And at the beginning of this one, it's like, it's ready to go. And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> again, well. you could skip this episode. But for people who don't skip episodes, they did make it feel less filler than it actually, than it could have. Completely, yeah. So it actually feels like it's kind of plotty. So here's my question. How did you mm. feel about the uh, Landon and uh, King Shark like relationship thing? The shape of water, it. if you will. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was sweet and okay. the, the where it was kind of going. Because this is a Shay Lambden from Earth Two who probably had a Tanya Lambden and this is a Tanya Lambden right. who lost her Shay Lambden. So these are two people who you know, loved each other on the other Earth. And, you know, characters are... People are mostly the same between Earths with, like, minor differences. So I totally bought them building a connection through what she was doing with King Shark. Oh, same. Absolutely. I thought it was weird how Sherlock was trying to, like, pep-talk them, almost. Like, I was like, yeah, okay, if they want to be together, there's no problem with that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I don't see the issue. And Sherlock made it seem like that there would be an issue, but there really wasn't. Sherlock as a whole was very, um... I wasn't a fan of him in this episode. He felt useless. Yeah. We could have had Ralph in this episode instead. Yeah, we didn't have Ralph! That's Comedic relief. Yeah. I, I would have gone with... I would have rather had some comedic relief talking about how Ralph was like, there's a king shark? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than having Sherlock randomly be like, you can be with this person. Like, okay, who cares? Yeah. Like, sure, it's a little weird to be in a relationship with a with a anthropomorphic shark, but it's the Flash. It's, it's not the weirdest thing they've done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I thought that was fine. That's really the only thing I had a problem with character-wise was Cisco and um, and Sherlock. I have a problem with Caitlyn, but I have a problem with Caitlyn. <laughs> Same. Like, it's just, just oh, part of the course shit. right now. Uh, I did like, there was a funny Caitlyn gag, though. There was a funny moment. It's when she said that she was going to try to talk to Grodd, and Killer Frost chimed in and said, like, hell you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was pretty that was clever. I, I thought that was I thought that was a clever moment, but still, fuck Caitlyn. But then later in the episodes, Caitlyn, Caitlyn's like, yeah, she wants a piece of of Grodd, or she wants a piece of somebody. I'm like, yeah, shut up, I, stop. I she's not hurting season five for me but she's definitely making it less enjoyable in a a way (laughs) yeah we don't we don't stand caitlin here (laughs) we don't (laughs) (laughs) we don't know we do not stand caitlin in the house we stand iris though oh hell yeah yo speaking of she was great in this episode yeah she was great in this episode joe was great in this episode. daddy joe back Yes. That made me so happy. Honestly, he was the best part of this episode. He was. Honestly, he was one of the I best parts. what they were doing. I loved how... I like how the time loop thing had repercussions. Like, they, they acknowledge... One of my problems was, I was like, is Iris just going to go back to work even though Orlin knows where she works? Yeah. Um, but they addressed that. That's true. And so she's, she's at her job uh, even though Orlin knows she works there. And sure, it's risky, but... She has a panic button so Barry can get there and fight Orlin and then Orlin could jump off again. So it's just, it's fine. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did like how they, I did like their stuff. I wish the boxing scene was a bit longer because I really liked that scene. I did too, actually, yeah. 
I feel like they could have cut out all of the Sherlock <laughs> shit and just filled yeah. in the <laughs> stuff. One of the problems, and we've talked about this personally, but like one of the problems with the show right now is that there's so many characters. Uh-huh. And it's most of them characters. are good. The thing is, it's not a too many characters thing, it's a too many main characters thing. Yeah, exactly. Where you have too many of too many main cast members who are all trying to get enough development and screen time, but it's not working. And when you alternate the cast, you miss characters that you really like. Exactly. Like when Cisco's missing or when Ralph is missing. These are two characters that I really... Those two characters have barely been in an episode together recently. Nope. And I actually really like Cisco and Ralph's dynamic. So to see them not in an episode is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, there's there's too many characters. They need to slim the cast down. As as much as it hurts to say this with the rumors of Carlos leaving this season, um, I'd honestly be kind of okay with it because I'd miss Cisco. but honestly, there is a lot going on with the cast. I was going to say, like, I... I would miss Cisco as well, but, like, I've missed him this season. He's barely been yeah, in it, right. honestly, so it's like... I think yeah. we're losing Nora, too, because I don't... I can't see Nora sticking around past this season. I think her story... It wouldn't make any end. sense, honestly. Yeah. If she's she dated before us... Well, it's almost like... It's almost like Ralph has been... Um, he was, like, the main focus of last season, and now he's just mm. barely in it. Yeah, it's weird. So, I don't know. It's just it's 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 an it's a cast issue and that's one of that's mm. one of my main complaints with five and again I like season five a lot. I know you said you enjoy season five. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. I just have an issue with the cast of season five. It's just the issue. It's like and there's characters who aren't having anything done with them. Barry is fine that he doesn't grow anymore. It's yeah, been five I seasons. Guess. <laughs> you can only go so much with the main character. Um, I'm fine with them focusing on other people. My problem is Caitlin has had a third origin story in the span of two seasons. <laughs> she really has. Holy shit. And uh, Cisco yeah. is getting new material finally. I understand why he doesn't want his powers. Anyone who says it's out of character doesn't pay attention to the show. His whole That's thing true. in season two was that he didn't want his powers because Thawne gave them to him. Which and makes now sense. He's saying, yeah, which makes sense. Now he's saying he doesn't want his powers and he never really liked having them, which I get. But if people saying that it's not, like, doesn't make sense for his character, I completely disagree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So. So here's my main. Here's my last yeah, complaint about the episode. Go ahead. LOL, Cicada's still running around. <laughs> okay, so I want to touch on that. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I've, I've said this before, and I had to say it before everything, because I got to drill the point in, that I like Cicada a lot. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I know you said you don't dislike Cicada. I don't dislike Cicada. I think he's fine, and we've had conversations where, like, I don't know. I think there's not enough, I think there's not enough there for me to really love him, but I, I do mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, he's definitely, you, you've never called him an awful villain. Yeah. I don't even think you've called him a bad villain. You just no, you, absolutely. You have you have completely valid complaints with the character, mm-hmm. um, and I I agree with them. But I think the things I enjoy, I enjoy more to like kind of negate those for me. To where I still really enjoy what he brings to the to the show. Right. Um, I feel you. Cicada, they're doing too little with him, and they could have stretched him out to be twenty three episodes. 
my thing was whenever they had episode 11 I said here's what you gotta do with Cicada you gotta you gotta do more with Grace and then you gotta have Cicada talk to a Team Flash member with out of a suit and then you gotta have Cicada and Team Flash face off in a more personal manner and I was like if you can do those over the span of the next like 11 episodes you can have Cicada last until the finale and guess what they do they do everything I just said in the next three episodes yeah yeah, very quickly. Um, <laughs> very quickly. And great, you've just flushed Cicada out, but now he's done. Yeah. Episode episode 14 is where I'm like, all right, we can wrap this up now. You've done everything you can do with the character. Um, Pretty much. Which is why next episode he's, for anyone who doesn't know... Um, we're pretty sure Cicada is the arc is over next episode. I, I sure hope so, because there's just nothing else that I could think that he could... Could do. If Cicada continues past episode 16, I will be on the road to dislike him. Yeah. Now, we have one... We know that next season, we're going to see our boy, Eobard Thawne uh, again. Yeah, yeah. We're and... going to probably see, uh, spoiler alert, um, the character Godspeed, too. Yeah, Godspeed's supposed to be there. So, I'm, I'm really hyped for all of that. Okay, um, so there is... Yeah, do you want to say anything else before you yeah, talk about I, the one last thing for this episode? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit concerned that mm. the way the season, like, the pacing of the season, it might get shot with, like, Eobard coming back and Godspeed potentially being there and, like, all okay. of that. I'm a yeah, little concerned can, about that, but we'll see what happens. We could talk about that in a prediction section at the end of this video. Oh, yeah, for sure. short section. Um, okay. So... Let's go ahead and talk about the last thing that I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. The the prize fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably pr- important to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I did, too. Okay. Because I, I was really worried about I was like, I, didn't, I don't know how Zach's going to react. I've talked to some friends of mine, and they thought it was bad. But I, I had fun. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I think with the budget that the CW has, like it's not going to be anything like some big, yeah. you know, blockbuster movie fight. It was, but it, it was, was good, good for what they had it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a fun final fight between the characters. I thought it was like again, it's nothing special. It's not movie quality, but it's it was entertaining, and it was fun to see them go. I don't. There was a weight to the characters at least. Like when they crashed into buildings, it didn't feel like the buildings were cardboard. It felt like they were actually crashing through the buildings to me. That's true. And I, I really did that. enjoy it. Me it, it, too. That's like the final thing. If the final fight hadn't been fun, I'd probably like this episode even less. Yeah, because um, it's so clearly filler. I mean, it yeah, really this is. is. And it's it's filler that's kind of like, you know, it's it's fun, and I get why they did it. It's, And I get why they spoiled the Grodd reveal. It's a ratings grab. <laughs> it's like... Oh, yeah, for sure. But... Honestly, it's just kind of some issues with where they're, you know, how they handle filler. And again, all Flash seasons have one episode that's, you know, entirely filler. For season four, it was Inter-Flash time. That's true. Which, I love that episode. But yeah. there's no denying that that episode is 100% filler. It does nothing to improve the plot. What, season three had duet with uh, the musical episode... Which you didn't like as much, but I really liked it. It's fine. Uh, on a rewatch, I do enjoy it, but it's it's just kind of there, I guess. Season yeah. two, I think, the closest thing for season two to being completely filler is like flashback when he goes to visit Fawn. 
um, yeah. from the future. But even that kind of is plot. And season one has like a bunch of filler. Like, yeah, most of season one is filler. <laughs> most of season one is filler, but in a, in a way that it never makes you feel like it's filler. So I yeah, think that's kind of interesting. I mean, you're, you're getting to know these characters. It makes a lot yeah. more sense. I feel bad for the Flash uh, crew because Gorilla, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd pulled in a 1.67 million viewers. Holy and shit. And this is the lowest rated episode since uh, the Flash and the Furious. Really? I didn't know it was I didn't know people disliked it that much. So uh, that's their viewers, right? So 1.67 million people watched this episode. I feel bad cuz they did their best to promote this is King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd and people just said nope. So that's not what we want. Damn. So yeah, it's a little upsetting. I mean, are you surprised? Uh, kind of cuz I thought people would check in to see this, but at the same time it's kind of just eh, the crossover this year didn't do very well either. It only did 1.83 million. But that can be accounted for it being a new night because The Flash was on Sunday instead of Tuesday. That's fair. So. Um, but yeah, overall, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. Um, I think we've touched on everything we can. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else to say about it. I really liked it. Overall, I, I like was... the episode. I don't think yeah. it's special or anything. It was fine. It's better than I thought it was. I will say that. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Agreed. I thought this was going to be, and while there was a lot of sitting around Star Labs, I thought it was going to be entirely sitting around Star Labs. I thought we'd have a Ralph joke where he's like, there's a Gorilla Grodd, and there's a, a, there's a King Shark, <laughs> and he'd make some pop culture reference, and then I thought Grodd and King Shark would fight at the end, and then they'd go away. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. That's but funny. it was it was interesting. I think the, the Shay Lambden and Tanya stuff and the King Shark being humanized really added a lot to the episode. I would agree, one hundred percent. Actually, I really like that I'm, part. If I'm gonna rate it, I give it like a seven point four out of ten. Just uh, it's good. It's a good episode. Yeah, I would give it about a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good episode. Would I rewatch it and enjoy myself? I think so. This is an episode I don't think I'd rewatch on its own. But if I'm binging the season, I'm not gonna mm. skip it. Right. Exactly. This is an episode where I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch it. Yeah. So. To talk about predictions for next week, or just next week in general, because they released the promo. It's entitled, uh, Failure is an Orphan. And Bruh. I think it comes from the quote. <laughs> I think it comes from the quote, Success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. So. <laughs> this so episode looks like so fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So the synopsis for um, Failure is an Orphan is, hold on, let me bring it up. When the met with the metahuman cure ready to use, Barry and the team must figure out a way to subdue Cicada long enough to take it. Killer Frost steps in with the help with the plan. Joe eases back into work, and Nora isn't happy about the way her father plans to stop Cicada. Oh. So, the final Nora thing makes sense to me now that we know Barry wants to talk to Cicada. So I yeah. think Nora's going to be kind of like, "Yo, Dad, what are you, what are you doing? We just need to take him on," because we know that. Him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, because we know that. That Thawne is trying to stop Cicada. I want to. I want to. I want to ask you what you think that's about. Yeah, I'm gonna be real with you. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> this is this is the mystery of the season that I was. So I, Jay and I talk about the show all the time, and I was like, yeah. one of the the weak points of season five for me has been there hasn't been like an actual mystery to it, especially towards the villain, because every season the villain has some deep mystery, you know, surrounding him. 
And Cicada's pretty much an open book. Like, we figured everything out about him really soon. Really early. Meanwhile, uh, we got Thawne doing who knows what. And, and that's the real mystery of the season, which I really like. I agree. Holy shit. I have no idea. I like I he's gonna surprise me and I'm really excited to be surprised because I haven't been as surprised with a bunch of stuff throughout the show because I watched it late and I saw spoilers yeah. and stuff. So that's so. one thing I'm actually intrigued with. Uh, I wanna touch on some big Arrowverse news in a second that just broke. Okay. Um But yeah, that's one thing that I've always that I liked about the season is that the Thawne stuff is kind of there and like how it's been you know, played out. Yeah. And I like how that is kind of going on. I think that Cicada is connected to Thawne somehow. I think I think so Cicada too. has uh, my my leading theory is Cicada has a piece of dagger stuck in Thawne and it's negating his powers and he's dying. And that's oh. why he wants the dagger destroyed. That's why he gave Nora the plan to go back through time and get the magnet in the 100th episode. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why Nora is worried that Barry wants to talk to Cicada instead of, you know, an attack. Um, that would make so sense. Like, yeah. yeah. Because right. mm-hmm. Thawne is basically Nora's father at this point. Yeah. Would you he's, agree with that? He's, he's trained her. He, he's the one who told her about her powers. He taught her time travel. She. Yeah. He's been a father figure to her. So. So yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm super pumped. There's not much else to talk about. The promo was basically just teasing this big final cicada fight, um, mm-hmm. which I'm hyped about. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun, so... Fucking finally. Get this dude out of here. <laughs> Alright, so that's all we can really talk about, right? You have anything else you want to say about the promo? It does no, look I'm like Thawne's escaping. I think he might escape. This might yeah. be the episode where that happens. He's, he's playing this good guy, almost, and I don't buy any of it. Nobody he's, buys it. He's gonna, like... It would surprise me if he didn't go crazy on everybody. Yeah. You know? Alright. But I'm hyped. So here's the big Arrowverse news. Mm-hmm. Stephen Amell just tweeted on his Twitter. Playing Oliver Queen has been the greatest professional experience of my life, but you can't be a vigilante forever. Arrow will return oh. for a final run of 10 episodes this fall. There's not much to say. For now, I just want to say thank you. Whoa. That's wild. That's that's the big news. Shit. Um, only 10 Arrow's, episodes for, yeah, for the next season? Epi- season 8 is only 10 episodes. Fuck. That's it. That's I didn't mean to rush you through the the failures and orphan discussion, but I had to talk. No, about you're it. good. It literally Holy just broke. Shit. It literally ju- he ju- he just tweeted at at five forty seven. Well, like five fifty six right now. We were we were talking about it, and you know the next crossover is going to be really yeah. big, and it's going to be really yeah. important to the sh- to the series and the yeah. Arrowverse and everything. Mm-hmm. We were like, and, and they've been talking about canceling Arrow, so we're like, how's that going to work? And 10 episodes, and Oliver, that makes sense. And Oliver made a deal with the Monitor in Elseworlds. Yeah, holy And we shit. were like, I think Oliver's <laughs> dying, and now Arrow's canceled. Oliver's definitely dying. They're still gonna die. <laughs> um, okay, we could kind of go back to Flash if you do want to touch on what you're talking about for, like, you think the pacing is an issue? Oh, well, I was gonna say real quick, just for the audience okay, yeah, to know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay is kept up with pretty much the entire Arrowverse. Yeah, I've dropped Legends of Tomorrow, though, because... Yeah, and Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, I never started Supergirl. I might watch it. For reasons. Um, I have only seen The Flash in, like, one episode of Arrow. 
excluding <laughs> excluding the um crossover. crossovers of course i'm planning on watching all of arrow very soon um and then i'll watch everything else at some point but like I still gotten attached to Oliver Queen's character because of the crossovers. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as pacing goes, I'm a little concerned that, like, now we only have, like, what, seven episodes or something like that? We are at 16 out of 22, so that's about seven episodes. Okay. Yeah. So, spoilers to, for the, for the season. Chances are, if you're watching a, a podcast based about The Flash, you're into the show so you probably know some of this if you kept up with it um i want to talk about we know that next episode is practically filler did you see the synopsis uh nora is considering telling her parents about the um next episode after failure as an orphan all right it's Uh, time bomb hold on let me okay they released the synopsis for this it was yeah. Team Flash finds out that suburban mom Vicky Bolin is in danger and they race to save her. They discover she's a metahuman who is hiding her abilities from her family. Barry encourages Vicky to share her secret with her family and Nora considers telling her family uh, about the secret with Thawne. Oh, okay. So I feel like this episode, this is episode 17, next episode is 16. I feel like this is mostly filler. Yeah, um, definitely. But we know that 18 is going to be in the future with Godspeed. So I oh. think Thawne's going to escape in 17. Either that or the end of 16. And then yeah. we'll just get Thawne from 18 to 22. I mean, to be fair, the last few episodes a, of yeah. most seasons are, like, very fast-paced. All this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Everything's and come to a head. So I think it'll be fine. I've seen people who are like, this isn't enough time with Thawne. Dude, Thawne was only a true <laughs> villain in season one for the past four, yeah. for the last four episodes. Get off of it. He's fine to be a villain for the last four episodes here. It doesn't we know me. who Thawne is. We have yeah. his character development. Four episodes straight of Thawne? Hell yeah, give it to me. I don't care. You know, it's just like... Yeah, exactly. And I think they've done it well enough to where him coming out of... Him becoming the villain for the final couple episodes doesn't come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Because they've teased him for so long. So I feel like it's going to make sense. I agree. Oh, real briefly, uh, just because I forgot to mention it, and mm. as far as the last episode went, um, yeah. there was a little... Like a hint of Caitlin talking about going to talk to Harry, and then it just didn't happen. They were just like, "No, nah, we're not going to do that," and that made me sad. <laughs> Same, but I'm not sure if I want to see. Um, yeah, brain dead Harry. Vegetable That's hair. one thing about yeah. season four. This isn't the season four podcast. Yeah, um, I do want to talk Anyways. about the previous seasons on this show, though. I do too, and we will so, probably do that at some point. All right. Okay. So is that about it? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Overall, uh, King Shark vs. Gorilla Grodd, good episode. Nothing spectacular, but nothing bad either. Yeah, I think we got the same consensus. Yeah. So, excited for next week, though. There will not be an episode after the episode next week, because I'm going to be out of town. So, we won't do this podcast then. We'll probably do that when when I get back, whenever that is. Yeah. It'll be a little late, but... It'll be hyped still. I'm hyped, too. All right. So, with all that being said, thank you all for watching this. Uh, Zach, go ahead and plug your YouTube channel, because we both make content. Yo, so I make a daily nerd culture show called Your Everyday Nerd on YouTube. It's The channel is called Your Everyday Nerd. Go check it out. I've talked about all four seasons of The Flash and the most recent crossover over there. All right, sweet. Um, my my channel is uh, Jay the Zoomster. You can check that out on YouTube as well. I've covered every episode of Season 5 up until this point. And I've covered every episode of Arrow Season 7 up until this point as well. 
So yeah. you can watch my reviews for that. I've also done top ten best and worst Arrow episodes, and I've done top ten best episodes of The Flash. I'm going to do um, top ten worst in a, a couple days. So yeah, I hope tight. you all enjoy. Yeah. This episode cool. fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for watching or listening. Just have a good day. Yep. Bye.